You know, the other day I went to Dunkin' Donuts and uh, I got some of their sweet tea. Some of their delicious sweet tea. And as the idiot handed it to me through the drive through window, she spilled it all over me and she had nuts. But the pickup, the tears. I know he did this one already. The tears and the tears. Turn down for what? Welcome back to the show. John, I just want to say before we get started, I'm glad you're safe and sound. You've dodged, dodged the silver bullet of Hurricane Matthew. You're in one piece. The house is intact. The cat is fed. The dog is fully loaded with shaved shaved and dog food and you're great man prayers have been answered the uh, overshaved mac the overshaved mac oh did they overshave him yeah her? like we we sent her to the groomer to be groomed for her appearance at our wedding yeah uh which is in two weeks from uh down is on Ooh. Ooh, what did I get Julia Roberts, are we? Ooh, a regular love actually in the first quarter, are we? Have not. Ooh, a regular, I've been diagnosed with the HIV and now I'll marry you for us, compound we dizzled. So they overshaved her, so you took her to grooming school and they thought, okay. So she's going into the Marines. She's going down to uh, Paris Island. We're going to have to yeah. shave her. Yeah, like... That's what they're doing. We said do this, do the same thing you did last time because we loved it right. and she looked cool. Uh, but they shaved her like almost bald all the way around her entire body except for her tail and her entire head. She didn't, they didn't touch her head. So it looks like she, she looks like a lion. <laughs> They actually dyed the head part like brown, and you're like, all right, she just looks, this is abuse at this point. The circle of life. Would have been cool if they actually left, like, so it looked like she had big lots. <laughs> right. But they didn't, and now yeah. she looks like she has chicken legs. Yeah, she's not see a Humby and Cooping Anyquin closing up the, uh, up the Savannah to the Serengeti. Oh, she is not marching in the light of God. She is not howling from the Beaks and the peaks of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Tweet us at the underscore podcast. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. All right. There's a few things I wanted to kick off with. Um, right. I'm just going to put all the cards on the table. One is the Trump Pretty vagina co- comments, which I like to call the Trump vagina monologues, um, which is great. And then you came back from a, I want to say it was a weekend, two days, three days in Key West. It was like 24 hours. 24 hours. <laughs> You're yeah, like, well, I went there for lunch, Clark. We ate at Fridays. I'm like, it was a wild month. It was debauchery. It was sex. No, we went. That we left Saturday morning and came back Sunday after the Eagles game for that rough, rough loss. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like a little more than 24 hours. And uh, you have odd food you want to talk about? I'm, I'm yeah, I got real food. interested in this. Odd to me because outside of my comfort line for food is like, Oh, it's not a bagel that you bought at the supermarket? Must be ridiculous. Oh, exotic. 
No, it's uh, it's it's a bagel actually with locks on it. Ooh, a regular, <laughs> a regular filler on the roof. Have we dizzled out? Ooh, regular Larry King in the house. <laughs> Ooh, a regular Anthony Bourdain of the hemispheres in the temple. Damn it, that's what I meant to say. Oh, the temple, temple of doom. So, I want to talk about this. I don't know what we want to kick off with. We've got a lot to talk about. It's been a minute since, you know, things like hurricanes get in the way and planning a wedding and trips to Key West. You know, that old Hollywood bit. But, uh, so you were in Key West and you did, I want to say this was like a second bachelor party? <clears throat> yeah, it was like a mini bachelor party with the guys that I know down here in Florida. And the one guy just brought it up and he was like, we got to do it. We should go down to like Key West. We'll leave in the morning. You know, like, let's do something. And I got enough, you know, I think there were six of us. We took two different cars because uh, two, of the, two of the people in one of the cars, one, one person in the car is like a work car, so he has clients in his car. But the other person in the car works for the uh, DEA. So the guys that I rode with were okay. Um, so, you know. So one car sample. still has clients in it that are like, um, are we still doing the uh, quarter trajectory meeting today? And the other car, there's like, there's 30 C's kilos of Coke in the trunk. I told you it's going to be a wild weekend. Wild, wild. Uppers, downers. Do you know that, that, that depth line where he describes all the drugs they have in the trunk? In Fear and Loathing. Uh, you know, I've only seen it once. I don't remember it. <laughs> I've seen it, though. It's a week. I've seen it. You have seen it, but that is a movie you got to watch more than once. Um, but yeah, yeah. So obviously, the guys I were driving with actually had, you know, like Grateful Dead. They listened to bands like Fish, uh, Bob Marley, Fish, right? Dave Matthews. So anyway, we 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 leave at like nine. Sticks. We stop at Hogfish, which is like a famous. Hot Diners, drivers, and dives kind of place. Oh, yeah. Those are the best places. Of course. And it was great, but, you know, we were drinking beer on the way down, too. Road service. drunk by the time we got to Hogfish, and that was like 12 o'clock. Went to the hotel. We couldn't check in until 4. So we're like, fuck it. Let's put all our stuff in the cars and just go down to this place called Dante's. Do, ooh, Dante's Peak. Dante's. The Seventh Circle. Inferno. Inferno. Dante's Inferno, which is a pool bar. Oh, fun. And Good. We had, loose. There was, were two other bachelorette parties there. But there were also TVs and, and two, like, bars, like, away from the pool. But in the same area. And, you know, yeah. my older buddies were watching the college football well your yeah, older I mean, older buddies are watching three's company reruns and like john it's too loud why are you here mr anderson you're a neighbor at the john, retirement center i thought i thought golden girls was on netflix now this is not what they play at this is not what they play on tv during lunchtime at the federal highway senior center i can assure you that gentleman <laughs> I mean, those guys are like I think both in their 40s. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to watch so, the game. 
they weren't really in the mood to go into the pool and kind of like, you know, fake flirt with the, the bachelorette party just for the jokes afterwards. Right. And that's what we did. And it started getting blackout city-ish very quickly. Ooh. And I don't remember leaving Dante's. We were the last ones there. The place was supposed to close at 6. And they, like, finally, like, got our attention and kicked us out at, like, 6.30. <laughs> yeah. We weren't listening. There was no music. We were, But we were all dancing. It was a little crazy. Man. Well, I see, a, I see a TV behind you, a pool table in the back, a bunch of patrons. John, you're still at Dante's. You actually never <laughs> left. My mind's changed. <laughs> there was this Russian chick who said she was from London who, within two minutes, walked right up to my buddy Rob. Rob's a fireman, firefighter. Oh, here, here good dude. Palm Beach County. Yes, great guy. Um, and she's wearing this bathing suit that you see, you know, in like the swimsuit edition of, uh, of Playboy. Nice. It was very strange, like just came down right over the nips and then down straight into the triangle. It was like the and 1998 swimsuit edition centerfold where they're showing everything but, but it, it's still a pretty good sight. Yes, yeah. exactly. You still see it. You know what the goods are. What, what's, you know what's happening there. There's no problem there. Right. So she walks up to, to Rob and with a Russian accent says, yeah, I'm from London. But I, I can Rob's like, well, what are you doing in America? Well, I came over here to get married. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, like I have so many friends that just like come over to America, get married. Right. And they get citizenship and then they divorce their husbands. Yeah. Like, what? It's such a racket. Holy shit, that's a racket and a half. Yeah, they make a lot it of money. It seems very obvious, but I guess I just never thought of it. It's kind of immoral. Some might say oh. that violates a certain moral code. Bitch. I know, a, I know a guy that did that out here in L.A. He got Aww. married for the, the money to get somebody a card, and he, he made a pretty good chunk of change. He wasn't working for like a year. I mean, he did well. No way. Here's his name. Like, Let's call him. <laughs> like um, some Indian princess married him and got legalization. No, it was a Mexican woman. She's in the other room. Her name's Jen. <laughs> and I'm making a killing. How are we doing in here? DTI domestic Tranquility index is rising. No. Yeah. So, so you're down there. There's some bachelorettes, you know, gallivanting around, getting ready for the big day. Bottom of the fifth, Nationals lead the Dodgers. <laughs> Game five. Yeah, you know, they all had the trucker hats on that said bride squad, and the bride had a big white one that said bride. And so eventually, you know... The one, the one chick so hammered, she gets up on the edge of the pool and does like a standing back backflip. Oh my gosh! And that's when the uh, like you know owner or whatever showed up and he's like, "You guys gotta get out of here." Last call was twenty minutes ago. We were like, yeah. Oh, "Okay." Yeah. And that's when we leave and we just head to Duval. Okay. What's Duval? Duval is the main street there in Key West. It's where all the bars and all the restaurants and just all the fun happens, where you can just walk it's down the, the street life. with a case of beer in your arms, drinking yeah. cans from the case, and nothing bad will happen. And it's fun. It's acceptable. It's encouraged, actually. It is. And we stop outside this place called the Lazy Gecko, uh -huh. and there's this chick playing who looks like Harley Quinn, 
<laughs> and and she's playing acoustic guitar by herself, just rocking out. I mean, nice. It doesn't look exactly like Harley. Like, Those like are the best, though, right? Things. Those kind of playing the acoustic guitar, like every note sounds good because you're already hammered. Yes. Yeah. And then they start playing that one song you like. And I said, hey, and you're like, yes, I'm on board. I'm on board with what she's doing. It starts off by me and my one buddy, Paul, just standing there watching her, videotaping her with our phones. And we were the only ones like watching her. Like she had just started. It was only like, you know, like I guess seven o'clock. Yeah. So the place wasn't like nuts yet. And we're just standing there. And then eventually she starts talking to us. She's like, oh, you know what? What, what can I play for you guys? You're her biggest and, fans. Like, drunken idiots. I don't remember this at all, but I've seen the video. There was like a minute-long video. My buddy got to get a hold of this footage. Talking to this girl, trying to get her to play Sympathy for the Devil. And in the middle of it, my buddy goes, Ooh. this is my best friend, and I want him to get the best song. What? Sympathy for the devil. How do you play that on an acoustic? It's all drums and like slide guitar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's all electric. But like, uh, it, it, he, we never mentioned to this girl that we were on like a bachelor party. So like, no. he's just like, this is my best friend, and I won the Like, it's not like my birthday. Yeah, you're just like, out for a night in the town. Hey, John, what are you doing tonight? Not much. Want to go to Applebee's? I guess I could go for some wings. Hey, what can I get you guys? This is my buddy over here, yeah. and I went hit and played trivia the best way ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, we so anyway, he, she plays honky tonk woman, and we and we're and we start dancing, oh, just the song. two of us jumping, dancing in front of her, singing along, like as she's singing the song, like screaming in her face along with her. That's like, great. Across her shoulder, she's yeah, a yeah, she was a honky tonk woman. She was honking and tonking all the way to the to the bunking and the bunking. It's great, and man. One, and then one point, her battery died for like her amp, and what? she's like, "Should be plugged uh, in." My battery died. Like something, some battery died. Yeah. And we're like, "Oh, I'm talking to her," and all of a sudden, my buddy Paul's gone. And I'm like, so is the show done? If your battery dies, like you don't have backup? She's like, I don't know how I don't have backup. Next thing I know, Paul appears behind me with like four different sized batteries for her. Great. Like, I ran across the street and I got your battery. <laughs> Did it save her? Did it save the situation? Yes. But I think we left like right after that. Like it was just pure. Uh, he did a good thing though, you know? Blackout wandering. Yeah. yeah. So probably, then, she's probably putting that on her Facebook page this week. Like my battery died. It never happened before. And then this awesome drunk guy <laughs> and his friend gave me batteries. And then that, you know, somebody else had a memory later that night where, you know, we were at this bar from out of town and we asked this girl to play Tom Petty's Free Fall and she did. And you probably guys created like a, a lot of sexual and sensational memories that, that night. I agree. I agree. I think uh, like our buddies were all making fun of us because this is obvious. It's a minute long. It's so bad. Uh, but I'm like, yo, I bet you she loved it. Like, no one else was paying attention to her, and that's what you're up there for. You're right. trying to get some interaction with the crowd. Oh, yeah. You got her night started. There's nothing worse when you're performing somewhere, and people just kind of think you're, oh, they're just kind of like a, a record player, or you're, like, yes. you're not a real person. Like, trying to show a little respect. She was going all out, man. Like, she was jamming that, that acoustic. 
And but we 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 took it just so far, you know, within this like group of friends where he 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 was kind of like she gave me a, almost like a, a fake thank you, like oh gee, you didn't have to do that, like. Uh, that so but he was engineering it. He was like producing the show. He was like the roadie. <laughs> yeah, you know that's... who is this? Which friend, Bob? His name's Paul. Paul. You'll, Paul you'll meet him at my wedding. He's, Paul he's was a, the roadie. He's a hilarious guy. He's really cool. Yeah. He, uh, it, but we were like, yeah, Paul, I mean, God, what else did you do? Like drop her laundry off for, for her? Like, <laughs> yeah. Massaged her feet, cornered away the bunions, <laughs> sprinkled the daffodils with Scott seed that you buy from Lowe's. The bunions. The bunions. So that's fun. So you so guys then, spent the night in Key West? Yes, spent the night in Key West, and, I, and I'll get there shortly. I don't want to take up the whole show with the story. Oh, no, by all means. It's, it's great. I love these so, kind of stories. These so here's, here's where it gets real bad. Like, here's where I... So Irish Kevin's, really famous place. Great place. Uh, the, the, the guy on the stage playing guitar is a jackass, and I've never liked him. He's funny sometimes. He's funny like 50% of the time. The other time, he's like kind of... He kind of takes it too far. When he makes fun of people, like he even he, he fucks with the crowd yeah. during his show, and I've been there a lot. I've been going there for years, and there's a lot of times where I was like, "Yo, that was such a dick thing to say, like to some chick and may, you know embarrass her." I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, so, it's not LA. On the drive down there, I was like, "You know what? They're gonna try to get me up on that stage. I know it, and I'm gonna try my hardest not to go up and to tell you know give the guy on the stage the look, you know." Yeah. No, uh-uh. But lo and behold, we stumble in. Somebody says, who's a bachelor? And the guy on the floor is like, you got to get up here and sing a song. If you're a nice. Get up here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. They keep pushing. Finally, I'm on the stage, it. dude. And I'm walking up, and I walk right up and take the microphone out of his stand. Nice. Right front. Yeah. Started singing Mariah Carey's Butterfly. I was like, this is my show, bitch. Yeah. You drop the mic when you're done, like, but you didn't sing anything yet. What? Wait, so you, you went in there and you took the mic out of his hand and you started singing a tune? No, he had a mic. Like, he stands there playing guitar, so the mic is on a stand. Okay, all right. Gotcha. I pick up and I take the mic out of the stand and, I, and I'm walking around with it. What are you singing? I, I go, I go what, am I, what, what do you want me to do? I, I, I kind of put him on the spot. I go, what do you want me to do? And, I, and I'm holding the mic to him so he can talk. Yeah. And he's like, you, you can play a song. Like, I'm, I'm all over him right now. This right. guy that's yeah. such a jackass and so rude and so cocky. And I'm when he's out, Elba's element, and you're kind of like, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, uh, I, I, usually I am calling the barbs around here, sir. <laughs> yeah, they're expecting some, you know, some idiot with no, like, yeah, they don't know who they're dealing with here. Entertainment experience. Yeah, right. This ain't my first rodeo, bitch. Exactly. They don't know that you're, you're, you're dealing with you. a pro. I was praying for you that you didn't bring me up here. So yeah, it'd be better for you. I, I keep uh, I keep stalling. And I'm like, what about uh, Billy Joel? We didn't start the fire. He's like, Ooh. I don't know. He goes, you don't know all the words to that. And I go, Harry Truman, Doris Day. Nice. Johnny Ray is Wait, so he was kind of... He was kind of saying like, oh, you don't know the words to that. I Meaning he can't play it. But clearly you will know the words if you're suggesting a 1989 like, classic like that. That's Even Billy Joel says it's like hard for him to remember the lyrics. So right. obviously right. you know what you're doing. No, I'm doing. So finally I go, what about Sympathy for the Devil? <laughs> Round two. 
And he goes, all right, I think I can do that. Next thing I know, I'm like three bars in to Sympathy for the Devil. And I go, what the fuck am I doing? I gotta, I, I, I gotta get off the stage. Like, no one's watching me. I felt like an embarrassed. Oh, you're self aware. Yes, right. That's like, fun, though. Who cares? Life. That's great. It was wild. That's dude. funny. It's good that you kind of put that guy in his place a little bit. You know, when you said he's kind of mean to, you know, girls or whatnot that are trying to have a good time. Well, after I was, after I was done singing, I was just kind of like, okay, that's it. Thanks, man. And the door guy yells up to me, all right, get off the stage. And I go, excuse me, doorman. Did you say something to me, doorman? Doorman. And he, and he just kind of looks and goes like this, like waves me down. Oh. And I go, I've always wanted to be a doorman. Did you really? <laughs> Did you really? Did yeah. you? Did yeah. you? Is that a real quote? That's amazing. <laughs> so later on that night, That's I got so good. to return and they wouldn't let me in. I walk up to the door and the same doorman's there and he goes, sir, you're not allowed in here. And I was like, I thought you were someplace else anyway. I thought walked away. <laughs> That's the best. You know, I'm with you on that, man. I'm always nice to people in the service industry, but when one pisses you off and you're a dick, my go-to yeah. line is always, oh, I see they give you the hard jobs, you know? Because <laughs> then right away they're like, uh, that's so great though. I think I even said to the guy, like, when I took the mic from him and was almost, like, interviewing him, I was like, how long have you been doing this? And he's like, oh, like, uh, like six years. You want to play a song? You need to play. I was like, I'm answering. I'm answering yeah. the questions. You... Yeah. I'm in charge here. I was like, I'm in charge. So when, when did you start? And I hold the mic again, and he goes, um, I start. And I go, it doesn't matter when you started. <laughs> What's it like? Uh, what do you mean? What's it like being a loser? Regular hack. Ooh, a regular failed system. That's funny though. It's good to do that. Doorman. Doorman. Yeah, man. I had to put them in their place. I knew it was coming, and that's oh, yeah. the only way that I can survive those moments. Yeah, you have to, you know, be cocky. Force me to be center of attention when it's like not on my watch. I will dismantle the situation. Oh, you have to. It's like Bono. Bono needs to get in your face. He needs to be in front of your face and be the rock star, you know? Bono. When he's on stage, he'll just, you know, jump out in the crowd and people will throw, oh, yeah. like, water at him and he'll point at him. And next thing you know, those people are being, like, oh, yeah. ripped out of there by, like, IRA guys. Like, you just got to yeah. get in your face and be like, I'm running the show. Um, and you so, did. So, following, so, okay. So, there was that. I was not in there. So then I went to Sloppy Joe's, and that's when I Great met place. back up with um, all my friends. Because at some point I like lost them all. Yeah. And go to Sloppy Joe's, and there's like two other bachelorette parties, and they're yeah. all dancing. And next thing I know, we're all dancing together with them. It's great. Like the one of one of the two bachelorette parties were the ones we were hanging out with at the pool. Wait, is really? Yeah. See, that's how it is in Key West. You like see people in the day, and then you see them later at night. Interesting you said that. When I was in Key West last time, wait, is Sloppy Joe's the place where you walk in? You know, they're all narrow entrances, but when you walk in, the bar is on the left in the middle, and then you keep walking back, and there's like another room all the way in the back, like another area that's huge. Yeah. Okay, I've been there before, and ironically enough, and I'll just make this quick story. When I was there, we were at, I think it was Irish Kevin's or Captain Tony's. It was one of them. It was kind of, it was a very drunken night. The Phillies were. Going to the World Series, it was October. Oh. It was like playoff time of 2008. Mm. So we were wasted, everyone from Philly. 
and we found these girls that were, um, uh, you know, hanging out with, just talking, whatever. And then we saw them at like two other places that night, and it was out of everybody there. It was kind of cool. And I remember yeah. I had this ring. It was like a Adam Clayton had wore a, a middle finger ring, and I like was like, oh, I'm, I'm 24. I want to be like Adam Clayton of U2. Who's Adam Clayton? He's the bass player for U2. Oh. I was like in a band again, and I was like a rock star. So I had this ring on, and I guess it looked like a wedding band. And this girl was like, are you married? And I was like, no. She goes, I see the ring. It doesn't matter if you are. I was like, first of all, you're a whore. Second of like I said that. I'm like, you're a whore. And second of all, no, it's not. Aww. But you couldn't handle all this. What? <laughs> but anyway, go on. So Did you're, really you're in. That? What's that? Did you really say that? Something along those lines, yeah. I was like, yeah it was wasted. <laughs> I don't know if I said those exact words. I, I doubt I would say that directly but i think it was something it was something yeah. derogatory but so you go into sloppy joe's sloppy joe's dancing twirling around <laughs> at some point i go to the bathroom and i'm coming back out and the one of the bouncers goes hey man i just saw you walk to the bathroom you you, you need to leave like you you can't be here anymore what? i must have been like stumbling or, or just like all over the place drunk because i don't remember this it's it's like pieced together by the story, really, from the one guy in our group that didn't black out. Yeah. Ooh. he was the one who didn't black out, so he like monitored everything and retold the story the next day. He re- so, so you were at this point because you're a big dude. I mean, you must have been drinking a lot to be like blacked out, stumbling. Yeah, we started at like ten o'clock in the morning, and this time it's probably like nine thirty at night. It's like nine thirty ten. It's like ten thirty right now. Yeah, you're, you're pretty you're pretty lit up. So I'm at Captain Tony's, and I'm Look trying to find everybody. I'm split up from everyone again because the guy threw me out because I was stumbling. Yeah. So I'm trying to find everyone, and the guy goes uh, – one of my friends responds, we're headed to Captain Tony's. And I go, okay. And Rob texts – my buddy Rob goes, I'm at Captain Tony's. And I'm like, so am I. <laughs> He's right next to you. He's he was in the like next on the stall. Other side of the bar, we have no idea. That's great. Idiots. Hammered. So you know at Captain Tony's, they give you those like buckets of beer, basically. Like it's a giant plastic cup. Yeah, I don't so, remember that well, but I remember it was they were. Yeah. It's just too they much. Were, it was like a souvenir that you can take with yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like a ball game giveaway. Yes. And it's like a business man special. When you try to like walk and drink it, it spills all over your shirt, and that was that happened to and me. It's and it's warm like, too; like it gets warm yeah, really quick. Yeah, I was gonna say it's warm less than halfway through, and at that moment, I just decided I'm just so drunk I can't speak. I'm like just mumbling, and I walk all the way from Captain Tony's all the way back to our our hotel. Oh my uh, gosh, it's like twelve miles. blocks over a bridge. I was just like I was so messed up. And I kept trying to do Uber, kept trying to, and it wouldn't connect. Oh, and I of course. I, so I just kept walking in the right direction, and next thing you know, I was like, I'm halfway there, I don't care, I'm just going to yeah. keep walking. Isn't that the worst, too, when you're drunk and you're trying to do something, you know, technology-wise, like call an Uber, oh, and it's not working, and you're kind of doubting yourself, like, no, is it because I'm drunk and I'm missing one step, or is it because it's just not working? And usually it's because it's just not working, but... Because you're like drunk, you're like, I don't why why isn't this working? Of course what am I not. doing wrong? What am I not clicking? That's crazy, man. That's wild. Uh, Did you I wake up, up with a bad hangover? I woke up not with a bad hangover because I went to bed at like one and we all woke up around like nine. 
So we all had like a good night's rest. But I woke up and my ankles and calves Ooh, were yeah. just – dude, they were just like stone. They were just yeah. so stiff and hard and sore. I was walking around like C-3PO or like the tin – Oh, the calves the – cal- the, the feet I can deal with. The calf pain, there's nothing you can do but like just oh. rub them and soak them and not do anything, you know? Soak them in it. Yes, get the get those salts in there. The salt and sea salts too. Stuff. Does it work? Salt? I like uh, talcum powder. Ooh, for your grundle sack. Yeah. Ooh. And, and your feet. Oh, and your tootsies. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I walked the whole four miles in flip flops, uh, in a bathing suit, uh, just completely hammered. Because when we were done at that pool, we just. <laughs> Didn't change. We just walked right to Duval Street and went Bathing to the bars. Suit. It was wonderful, man. It was so much fun. You were the rocking an Eagles cap? Represent? Only, no, I, I had the Eagles hat. And before we walked into the first bar, I threw it out. What? Because I wanted, I wanted a new one. And I just did it. It was one of those moments where I know I just did that because everyone would go, Oh, how'd you do that? And I get yeah. to say, because I wanted to. Because I can. But but can't throw in an eagle's hat. I've had it for like five years. I need a new one. It's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's a moment of liberation. You're just like, yeah. you know. Not it's your equivalent clear. to, uh, you know, setting off the first hot air balloon in the 1800s. You're like, there it goes. Bye-bye, everybody. Where, where, what's John doing? What's he doing? What a wild time down there. It's like a great time. How many were there? Like four of you? Six. 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 Oh. Three and a, three. A seasonable bunch. A favorable yeah. number. <laughs> the only wow. thing, uh, the only bad part about it was that the Eagles lost, and we stayed to watch it. But hey, like you said, not not worried about it. But it is a heartbreaker uh, because of the fumble. And I said live when I was watching that game when they when he passed it to uh, who was it Matthews that yeah. um, I said why would you why would you do a lateral like that on this play? Why would you throw it back? Like hand it off. Don't don't put anything in the air. If you're going to do yeah. a running play at this point, and sure as shit, he had it and hit the wrong arm. Um, I'm talking about it like I would do it better. Obviously, I would, you know, fall over and be like, uh, uh, "Why is Detroit yelling at me?" <laughs> so, great Monday no, quarterbacks, I, but but I'm right. not worried about it. But it's the one point that's a heartbreaker. Uh, I would almost rather be a blowout than like, oh, one point, one point, and it was a field goal win. Because of a mistake, so uh, the point I'm making though is it's I'm not really worried about it. It's not a it's not a matter if they couldn't get points on the board. They had a week off. They softened up a little bit. We'll get to that later, but yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. Not worried. Not worried. I said Bottom three shows six. ago. What's that? Dodgers zero, Nationals one. Still. Ah, oh, the Doyas. Damn it! It's Scherzer, man. He's mowing. He's mowing the grass, man. It's very interesting. This is game five, right? Yeah, this is it. Make or break. The winner goes to play the Cubs in Wrigley on Saturday. Oh, it's a tough one. So, uh, before we go to sports with John, uh, what are these odd foods? Well, I was going to bring up Trump vagina comments, but the food I was eating was Trump's vagina. No, it's weird that you brought that up. No, uh, some coworkers of mine, I wanted to bring this up. They're into the exotic culinary arts, all right, making different things. And the other yes. day I ate some chicken that was – that's just weird, right? You never had chicken before? It's odd food. Never even heard of a chicken. 
it's lamb in this house. No, the chicken was was um, oh, marinated in avocado oil. Ooh. And I've never heard of avocado oil, and I hate oh, avocados. Rachel Ray in the kitchen, the housework. A regular Julia child on the side of the Rhine. <laughs> so, so, so chicken I- with avocado oil. And I, I hate avocados, but this oil was delicious. You ever had such a, such a, a delicacy? And it was, oh, sorry, it was marinated in avocado juice with um, molasses. And I said, oh, syrup? No. Yeah. The molasses. The black molasses. And I said, no, but this is delicious. And it wasn't my food to eat. But I would send, like, messages to the, my coworker Amy. And I said, look, if you don't want that chicken, like, I'm going to have it. And she's like, well, it's kind of my, my lunch. And I was like, well, you got 10 minutes to get it because I'm looking at it. Just have it. And normally I would never do that. But I was like, done. Next thing you know, I'm heating it up and I'm eating someone else's food. It was so good. And I said to her, I said, I got to bring this up on the show. Because I know John's, John cooks and he knows how to, he knows his way out in the kitchen. And <laughs> it's so stupid. He knows his way around the kitchen. Um, but do, do, he do, knows do, do, his way do, around the kitchen. Like it's this complex maze. Right. John has studied the maps for years and articulated a proper uh, uh, path around the kitchen. But do you cook chicken with any of that stuff? Do you, do you make chicken and marinate it with different flavors? Because I'll tell you, it makes a ton of difference. Oh, yeah. It's the only way I eat it. Like a spice or like a mix of spices or, yeah, like a barbecue sauce or... So you like to spice I'm it? I'm interested in this avocado marinade. Why don't you like avocados? And when was the last time you had one? Uh, well, I've, I've, the last time I had one was probably in the past few months by mistake. They put everything in, in Los Angeles with avocados. Uh, right. Uh, I'll take a bowl of corn corn checks, please. Just that. Okay. Hey, there's an avocado in the milk. Thank you oh. very much. Um, I like guacamole. It's the consistency. Okay. Uh, it, it tastes like... Um, it's kind of like a Band-Aid or a diaper that was left in the rain for three days. Uh, it's soft, but it's Creamy. still kind of hard. It doesn't taste like anything. And my, my whole philosophy with avocados is they're so prevalent in California that they just put it in everything. And so I think – What's that? Yeah, they're of course. The ground the, under trees. The warmer climates use the avocados. And I think a lot of these farms and manufacturers should use the Jurassic Park caliber whether just because you could it doesn't necessarily mean that you should and think about that before they're like hey we have a new breakfast burrito with avocado it's just it's disgusting if you've seen uh, aliens which i won't do a blasphemous because i covered that in a previous show there's a scene where ripley has the alien eggs in one room and she just flames them all with the flamethrower and sets them on fire i just want to do that with an avocado field and just and just stop the ears crops Whenever the governor says there's a drought, I say that's terrible. The good side is we might have less avocados. Let me tell you what to do with an avocado. Nope. I won't listen. I won't ever have one. Because remember, you already said you like guacamole. So it degrees. Not, not, don't, I don't hate it. I don't ever ask for guacamole. If it's there, I'll, I'll put my dick in it. I mean, I'll, I'll <clears> put my chip in it. What? <laughs> Slice up like four cherry tomatoes in cubes. Chop up some, just a little bit of red onion, just a little, just a and hit. then smash that all together with the avocado. You know, make up, make guacamole. That's all it is. Yes. And salt and pepper, and eat it with some chips. Ooh. Oh, 
or put it on some Sounds soap. like a sodium orgasm of delight. Sodium? No sodium. Salt. Oh, yeah, you can sprinkle some salt. salt oh, no, I don't sprinkle, John. I rain it on there. <laughs> it's my coffee. More salt. Dust it. I haven't shit in a month. That's good. So it's pretty good. That little avocado, little hint, a hint of red onion. And uh, what was the other thing you said? Cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes and cubes. Four of them. Cut them cubes. Cubes. Ice cubes. Walters. Treasure Compton. Dimensions. Peeps. <laughs> Twiddle your fingers on the computer and tweet us at the underscore podcastle. I would love to know the one. But that sounds like a good recipe. I would try that. And I will try to get over my avocado uh, hang up. I would love if one person tuned in the show one time on a recommendation and was like, hey, you should listen to my buddy John. Him and his friend Matt, they do this, and Mike, do this great podcast about sports and politics. Look at their their, their their memes. They say they do prank calls. Yeah, put it on. Let's hear. And they tune in halfway through the show just to hear me go, tell yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. What is this? Who is this? Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. So, so odd foods though. I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know if that's necessarily an odd food. It's an odd food to me with the avocado oil, but I'm always interested in trying new things. I'll never say no to any food offered to me in the world, uh, even if they're like, "This is a goat's brain." I'd be like, "Is this a delicacy to you?" Yeah. All right, I'll try it once. Yeah. I've I've eaten a haggis before, which is oatmeal boiled in, uh, you know, uh, goat intestine. It's a Scottish dish when I was in England. Um, I was like, I'll try it. And they, they even said, that's not really a, a very good food, Matthew. You don't want to try that. I said, I want it. I want the haggis. Bring the haggis. I won't eat the haggis again. That's your equivalent to McDonald's. It's almost not food. Yes, it's almost uh, just carbs to, to get the hangover under control until 11 when you can switch to a cheesesteak. I always thought during those shows like Fear Factor when they would have to like eat the gross stuff. I was like, yeah. why? I don't know. I think if, if it's possible, like obviously they're not going to let you eat something that is poison. So right. you can eat anything and I would just shovel it down. You can eat anything, shovel it down. And, you know, much like taking a pill or you have to take medicine, you can kind of force yourself to eat anything. I mean... Anyone that's been to the senior prom afterwards knows what I'm talking about. But you know, you can just be like, what's up? Top of the seventh, one to one. Oh, the doyas are back. Holy monkey, what happened? Let's find out. Let's find out. Peterson with the RBI. And who scored it? Peterson. So it looks like he hit a home run. Amazing. So So good. Um, is that it? Just the chicken avocado? Avocado chicken oil? Yeah, there was something else in there. I don't remember the details. It was, uh, oh, it was a Band-Aid. Somebody left a Band-Aid in there, and it was odd. I ate it. No, it was, um, but different things like that. I feel like with a pill or medicine you have to take, you can always just say, uh, you know, just pretend it's something else. Just try new things. I feel like a lot of times with food, if you have like a misperception in your head, like, well, it's, it's made from goats. And I won't touch yeah. it. It's probably delicious. Like, if other people have eaten it, you're going to be okay. Yep. Perfect example. Scrapple. It's delicious. 
once you tell people, oh, it's made from every other part of the pig that's not put in the rest of the hot dog, like the hooves and the nose. Nope, disgusting. But if you ever had Philadelphia Scrapple, a little ketchup with your shit and shingles and some pancakes or whatever, there's nothing like it. I bet you Scrapple is the only healthy part of a pig. Yeah, you're right. That's the big thing. You know, like ham, bacon, prosciutto, all that crap. It's just Prosciutto. Like, you know, artery clogger. Gabagool. That bacon that I always eat. Yeah. I'm challenging artery clogs. Yes. This, I just had a heart attack. What are you eating? Oh, just these sausages shoved with the silver casing. I'm just putting oh. them down my belly. <laughs> oh, naughty. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. I think you should always try everything once. Right. And Give it a chance. See where it, it takes you. And try things in different ways. You know, because you can eat something yeah. in several different forms, like so chicken. My parents always told me, don't quit and always try new things, which is why I'll take any drug offered to me at the comedy store. What? Don't quit and try new things. It's great. It's great. It's like, I didn't quit. I'm just trying a new thing. <laughs> no, try new things was always said. Don't quit was never said. Yeah, I'm not doing karate lessons anymore. That's okay. You just put it down and let's go throw the ball around. I want to quit baseball, too. <laughs> Well, the Nintendo is always there. You got it. Thank you. You don't like it? You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. So uh, I want to jump into the Trump thing. Do you want to take a quick break from the sponsor? Or do you want to just plow into the uh, vagina monologues? I think that's... I think uh, let's take a quick break and then come back and do uh, and do this right. And the second this, half? It's Corey Feldman thing. I really want to get into that, too. I, I, yeah. We gotta do it. Alright, All right. we'll be back after we'll work. This one. It's the truth! Your principal can smile, can swim, can run, and can stand bubble tape. Your school bus driver can drive, wears curlers, makes funny noises, won't try bubble tape. And we're back. We're from the sponsors. So, Jonathan, what are we going to dab our pinky toe into this time? Well, I would like to say I've never been one to say I told you so. <gasps> but I told you so. I don't know. If anyone listening to this show has actually been listening for the past, I don't know, over a year, how Matt and I have been saying this Donald Trump thing is just, it's not for real. It isn't a real, this isn't really happening. This will not pan out. It's just not going to happen. Right. Lo and behold, <gasps> clips from as early as 1999, all the way up to like a year or two ago. Appearances on Howard Stern, talking like he's just trying to be one of the guys. <laughs> you know, locker room talk, as he said. Locker room talk. It's all, I, I, nobody makes walls as good as I do. <laughs> he, uh, it, it, I, I was so impressed that someone finally compiled all these 
you know, appearances that I've been referencing and, and referring to during, you know, for the past podcasts. over a year. I mean, yeah. even in like, you know, the GOP primary debate last August, we were talking about this. Yes. You know, we were slicing and slathering them. He's, he's an entertainer. Nothing more. Right. And he is entertaining. I, I we'll give him that. But, I mean, just the revelations that come out this past week, I don't think anyone's surprised, but you're like, all right, maybe this will stick because nothing else right. seems to work. You know, as Bill Maher says, every every the last couple of Friday nights when he comes on, he's like, yep, America, we're in another week of, is this really happening? And he starts talking about the Trump thing. And you're like, is that, oh, my is that true? Yeah. Oh, he's been great. He's so good, man. He builds walls. No one builds walls better. Uh, but yeah, the tapes with Billy Bush and everything, because Billy Bush is such a serious, you know, newscaster. We gotta oh, get a yeah. clip of him. But it, yeah, it's just so ridiculous. But we've been telling you so. We've been we've been ringing this true. Yeah. And I feel like anyone that still supports Trump on this side, at this point, on his side, is still is just at this point in denial. You're like, nope, don't care, don't care. Yeah. But sir, <laughs> your your car's gonna catch on fire if you don't. Put some coolant into it. Don't care. Driving it anyway. Okay. Let's see what happens. Every friend of mine who works for, the, you know, the military or works for, you know, the government, um, and they get in these debate conversations, they all say the same thing. Because the other person will say, well, Hillary's crooked. She's a liar. Okay. That, that may be true. But right. she will be way less dangerous than Donald Trump being the president of the United States. Absolutely. It's just going to be, it would be more dangerous with him in office. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If you think she's a liar and she's a crook, you know what? She has done things in her life, I am sure, that were illegal and have told lies. So is most politicians. But yeah. her email thing is not going to be the end of uh, this country if she wins. Trump tweeting your fat pig to German Chancellor Merkel at 3 a.m. could cause a problem. That could kill somebody. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, that's that's an issue. I mean, this is a guy who's running for the most highest political office in the world, the most sacred position. And he's up at 3 a.m. tweeting, uh, you know, uh, hate tweets about a formal, former uh, beauty pageant model. I mean, come on, really? And, and then some people go... We know what that's what I like about him. He tells it like it is. Well, he kind of like, does it. Okay. He kind of lies about everything. Well, and, you know, Hitler technically told it like it is, but, you know, right. it wasn't like the greatest message. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they tell it like it is. What matters is what they're telling it like it is. Right. You're just feeding the, f the flames of hate mongering. And, I mean, <sighs> nothing good can come out of that. I have a theory about Trump. If Trump, Trump could be the president It'd be awesome, and we'll see how he does if he ran for the the, the the Democrats. Imagine if he was a Democrat running, being like, you know, these fucking oil companies, I'm going to take them down. And, you know, actually, like, what if Trump made sense but had the balls that he does, like, is fearless, I'm going to do this? He would be awesome. I'd be all over him. I'd be at every rally if he was like, the guns, they got to go. Look at all the people they're killing. It's bullshit. You're a hicks. I'm taking them down. I run. I would be like, I would have the Trump hat on. I'd be at every rally. Yes. I mean, imagine if he was like a good guy, you know? Right. Rip all these oil, oil derricks out of the ground. We're doing clean energy. 
This let's is get what vegetables and let's power everything with vegetables ourselves and our cars. And this is what we're doing. Yeah, between the billion dollar loss in '95 and the, all the sex things, I mean, he's awful. Mark Cuban was on Bill Maher last week, and he he's a real billionaire, and he even said that. Bill Maher's like, you're a real billionaire. He goes, oh, for real? Yeah. No, I really am. And he's such a smart guy. I love Mark Cuban. And he was yep. just talking about how bad Donald Trump is as a businessman. And this is a guy that knows how to run a thing or two with business. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't get any money from, like, daddy. No. not he right, Exactly. He's a self-made he made billionaire. Chunk himself. Yeah. And then Mark Cuban said something interesting, though. He said... And I wanted to touch on it. He goes, nobody in the history of Trump's life has come forward and said, you know, I listened to Donald Trump and I made some deals with him and I'm, I'm doing very well for myself now. He, he's a great businessman and he really helped me out. I mean, everyone just wants to sue him because he screwed him over, you know? Dude, that is so unbelievably true. And that's an amazing thing that no one has noticed. Right. Yeah, look at Mark Cuban. He has a head coach, he has an entire basketball team that he pays. Like, he has people oh, yeah. that, work, that work for him that, you, you know, you know about. Donald Trump has probably, the people that work for Donald Trump are incredibly underpaid. Their benefits are probably terrible. A lot of them are illegal immigrants. And, and they're probably illegal, which makes no sense to me, considering he wants to build a wall. He's a hypocrite. Or is that to just keep up the cartel? Whatever. It's, pro- it's to keep up making hats for hat chat doesn't make oh, any no. sense oh, no but he, yeah um, donald trump's a mess and i've said this like in every show i've always liked him as a man and an entertainer i mean you whoever whatever you say about women is your own business uh i don't agree with it but someone like that shouldn't be the president of the united states if you want to be on the apprentice and on howard stern i'll listen to you every time i think it's funny but i don't right. You know, you shouldn't be talking about things you don't know about. And here's someone with zero political experience, and you're like, eh, I just can't take it seriously. And I can't wait till this election's over. And he doesn't win, obviously. And I can just say, we can all say, okay, are we done? Are we over this? Right. Have we gotten this out of our system? Can we yeah. move on from the celebrity reality TV running the country kind of thing and get back to reality? Because it's, it's, a, it's a mess. I wonder what he will do after all this. You know, like, will he go back to TV? Will he just vanish? Will he just disappear into nothing? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's got such a built-in following. He's going to start his own TV network like Oprah did own because she's got a built-in following, and he's going to make a killing. He's going to make more money than he ever has in his life. Wow. Well, he better he better capitalize off this somehow. Yeah. Otherwise, he's, a, he's an idiot, and I bet you he will. He's a buffoon. Top of the seventh. <laughs> no. Nationalist one. Dodgers two. No. For the love of Scotland. What are we doing, Echo Park? Good. I'm glad there, nobody wants the Nationalists to win. We all like Jason Worth, but we don't want that team to win. And guess who it was? Carlos. <laughs> was it really? Yes, he Why aren't we watching this? I know this is amazing. This I mean, is incredible. I would love, I would love for them to upset the Nationals because I hate them. Yeah, nobody likes the Nationals. I'll never get their hat. I'm, yeah, you should. It's a squiggly diarrhea. I don't Macaroni. know anyone that I don't know anyone that says I'm a Nats fan. <laughs> yeah, no. And I didn't know anyone back in the day that was like I'm an Expos fan. 
Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Kind it's like man. a Marlins fan. There's like three 3,000 people in their, their home game. <laughs> they, they have the lowest home game attendance, which I, I thought was weird. It's terrible. Because Miami is such a big city. It's pretty. There's obviously a lot of passionate yeah. sports fans. I'm surprised that people don't just go out to the game because it's you could probably get tickets for cheap there, right? Is there something better to do on South Beach? South Beach. Key West. Key West. Yeah, you know, there's there's something else going on. There's yeah. no passion. And think about it. The Marlins are only like 20 years old. 20, 20 or right. 30 years old. Yeah, they're the expansion team in 95. Right, 93. 93. Ooh, 93. The year of Jurassic Park. Jurassic Them Park. and the Rockies. That's right. Rocky's always had the cooler hat, right? Ooh, the purple and black. That was cool. I mean, the logo of the Marlins, is, the fish is cool, but the, uh, the 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 color scheme of the Rockies, Bush Stadium yeah. and all that, it's cool. Yeah. So nice. Coors Field. Coors Field. Bush Stadium. <laughs> is that a stadium, though? It's the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. I've actually been. That's right, with your brother, who I always forget you have. But apparently, so do you. Bush Stadium, yeah, the Rockies. Never liked that. You know, another team I would, I would uh, personally grope in there, and I didn't say grope with the group uh, Nationals is the Diamondbacks. I don't. I never the Diamondbacks. I, I think I would like them because I like snakes. But I'm like, yeah, the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks. Never cared for Arizona teams. Didn't like the Cardinals. I, I don't know. Just a weird element. Yeah, I like the Suns. Uh, I like oh, a Barkley man. Yeah, or well, when they had Steve Nash. Yeah, great. And yeah, I guess Sir Charles. That team was amazing, and I oh, can't the believe best. the only reason you gotta give the ball to Kobe. Uh, just give the ball to Kobe. Couldn't get past four to one Dodgers. No, you gotta be kidding me. We gotta watch this game. Dodgers one. rally in the seventh to lead game. Five Carlos Ruiz pinch hit single in All the right. seventh inning. They Three got the it. Dodgers Nats are coming back from that. Unbelievable. Scherzer, two hundred million dollar boy. Yep, they're not coming back from that. I fucking love it. Is it seventh inning? Seventh. Yeah. Top of seventh. Two out. One on. They're done. Pressure's on. Beautiful. Uh, Los Angeles. The the uh, San Diego Chargers. Are holding on to a twenty-one to nine lead currently over the Broncos in Ooh. San Diego, right down the road. Yes, quick two-hour drive. I need to give more love to Thursday night football. Oh yeah, man! I love it when it's on the West Coast because it's still light out over there. Yeah, you can still have a, a beer with your dinner, and it's still you can still see the sun sparkling in your drink. What? <laughs> I love football. I've said this before. I love football <laughs> on the West Coast when it's an East Coast game at one thirty and it's ten thirty here. Like the Lions oh, didn't like God. the outcome, but that Lions game was great on Sunday. I had the birds were chirping literally because I have birds now. The cats were purring. Oh, yeah. I have coffee going. The bacon's grinding. Jed was out of the house. I had like the TV. <laughs> I had the TV on in both rooms. It was great, and I had the other TV a Nude. second a second ahead because of the delay. You know how some right. TVs, they have the delay? So I had it perfectly synced. So no matter if I was like going to the bathroom to touch myself, I mean, urinate or fix coffee, the game was just floating. It was great. Oh, 
I love that. That's a great scene, man. Great scene. Speaking of the Eagles, uh, to get deeper into that game, it was funny. The defense, it was like they were on their heels in the beginning. Like they were like, oh, who's this Riddick? Go up. Right. And come down. They didn't score. And we came back and we should have won. And I'm not worried. It was a good learning experience for Koss. I think we needed it. I think we said don't before. Want to go undefeated. You got to get that first loss out of the way, like we spoke previous. Yeah. We've said that in the past, getting that first loss out of the way. And uh, you learn from it, you know, after a bye. Yeah, maybe they got a little soft, maybe not. But it's no big deal. It's fine. It's actual. Right. A little rusty, maybe. Yeah. I'm not worried. No. This week, uh, this week it's another three one. one. Game. They're great. Yeah, right. First place, and now we play the Redskins, and we should knock them around. I think. Yeah. They're very like. Bleh. Yeah, Wentzelvania's been in the film room probably studying those plays all week because yes. you know, he, like you said, he's got the photographic memory. He uh, he yeah. can anticipate a lot of things. Uh, and hey, not to take away from that game too, but they came back second half. Uh, with those unanswered points, and uh, right. you know, all right, you didn't bring it as well as you could. You, they beat you by one point. Both teams got up to at least twenty-three. Um, they didn't get blown out. Three touchdowns is, or it wasn't three touchdowns, but it was um, twenty-three points. Is is nothing to you know? It's fine. It's it's week four, five. Right. It's fine. And I heard uh, Michael Wilbon say that it was actually the receiver's fault that that was an interception. Like, he ran the route wrong. Which so one? So it's not even really Wentz's, uh, Wentz's flub. Oh, because he, he cut back too early? Yeah, like he yeah. didn't time it the right way. I but, didn't realize that when I watched it, but I did, I did hear that, that it was kind of cut back. Yeah. It should have been like a fly Z, and he did like the, yeah. the short, the, I don't know, when he stops... He was, like, anticipating it too much. The tight end delay, two-finger cul-de-sac, Willie McGillicuddy. I like to do football plays in traffic where I'm like, there's an opening ahead. I'm going to do a fly-Z hook left. Are you ready? Fly-Z hook left. Woo! Oh, that was a red light, and I'm getting a fine. Banana right. Banana right. Banana right. Blue lady. Blue lady. What's banana right? Run a banana. Run a banana. 21 to 10, San Diego. I know they're going to blow this game like they do every single one. They are embarrassing the, the San Diego Chargers. It's 21 to 10? 21 to 10. Well, Chargers have the ball eight minutes to go. Wait, who's winning? Take a lot. The Chargers. Oh, 20. Okay. I don't know. I just have a feeling they're going to blow this game. Who are they playing? The Broncos. Oh. Denver. Champs. Denver, Denver. I'm from Denver, like the Rockies, like Coles Field. Yes, like Bush Stadium. That's in St. Louis. Yes, <laughs> it certainly is. Like PNC Park. That's Pittsburgh. I know. I know. Like AT and T Field. That's not even the proper name. Yes, I know, young man. I certainly <laughs> know. The question was, do you know? And apparently, you did. Past. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're gonna do. They're gonna. They're gonna blow that game though. They always do. Mm. I remember I saw the Chargers when they went to the Super Bowl against was it the Niners. Yeah, with they Rich Hastner of all of all of all lads oh, no way. in the I basement. Guess. Rich Hastner and I watching the game, oh, yeah. and I wanted the Chargers to lose because I oh would always want the Niners to win if they're not playing the Eagles or something like that. Sure, but I did. I, I 
this is a long time ago, but Rich is John's cousin. I don't know if the fans will appreciate the story. But I didn't know which fan Rich was of, so I was trying to keep it ambiguous, I remember, where I was like, yay, or maybe maybe yay because your mom made well, nachos down. And it, the, the only other Super Bowl I was like that was the – I saw the Steelers – when the Steelers went against the Cowboys in early 90s, I was with this guy Dan Carr. I know him. You know. I used to work with him. Huge family of Steelers fans. Oh. I hated the Steelers. They were crying, some of them, when the game was over. Not not like bawling, but they were like, it just messed up. And I was so happy they they lost because I I hate the Cowboys. Never liked the Steelers. And I was like, well, there's always next year. Like every cliche you could say that doesn't help someone when they lose a game. I was saying, I was like, well, at least you lost to the champs. And next year they'll be better. And well, they put up a fight, Tiger. You know, but I was it was so awkward because every time like the Cowboys scored, I was like, yeah, and they were like, yeah, you you were like, you can't win them all. Well, that's the Super Bowl. You can't really go to them all, right? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So Chargers, I we'll we'll see what happens there. But they played the Niners in the Super Bowl with. uh... Oh, I remember that game, that Steelers Cowboys. I watched that game at the Plucks. Ooh. Believe it or not, it was the most fun Super Bowl. Uh, Cigarettes galore. Want to smoke with your nacho? No. Oh, the food! I think it was because of the food. There was, it, it was unbelievable how much great food was there. That's amazing. Giant brownies the size of my head. Oh, see, filled with peanut butter. I always like the Plucks. Or right, Mrs. Right. Pluck didn't know her on the on the personal level that your family did, but every time I got sent to the principal's office, which was quite a bit, she was kind of yeah. like, "Hi, Matt, you can have a seat." It was kind of yeah. like I'm doing my thing. I don't hold any judgment over you. I'm just trying to get through this day and get the fuck out of here. And I picked that yeah. up from her. That she wasn't so like true. the the bullshit. Well, you better sing and, right. and pay attention. She was just like, you know, what? this is a job. I'm a good person. I don't judge you. Just let me get through my day. That is an excellent assessment because they have like six or seven. There's like seven of them, right? They're kids. Oh, yeah. It's a big, huge family. Oh, I didn't know that many, yeah. A lot of boys, a couple girls. And yeah, Mrs. Pluck was always cool. And she always knew when I was lying when I pretended I was sick. And she would let me go sleep. Yeah, she just, that's great. See, you got the, that's the person that controls the school is the one yes. that runs the offices, not the principal. They're told no. and then they deal with what they're told. But if you have someone right. that just puts it through, they don't know if you're there or not. They're not going to each class looking like the Gestapo. Right. You know? Where's Jonathan? Search under that. Search in the attic. He's writing a diary. There's Mr. Hassinger. <laughs> Mr. Clark. Mr. Munn. Mr. Lang. Another Mr. Clark. Mr. Taylor. Mr. T- <laughs> Mr. Taylor. Why are you spitting in the fountain? Chris Taylor. That kid was the only kid more wild than I was in school. That kid was nuts. I was out of control. That kid took me for a walk in the park. <laughs> you, yeah, but you know what? You and I were in control out of control. You yeah. Know, like, we knew what we were doing. He was, like, like, insane. Oh, yeah. He would, you know, start screaming and, you know, oh. crayoning on, like, a teacher's face. 
And I would, you know, you and I would tell like funny jokes, make fun of nerds. But when it came down to business, we'd be like, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. You know what right. I know? Because my parents aren't really going to punish me for this. I'm going to do it again next week. But I'm going to say whatever <laughs> I can to make this situation go easier for us. I'm going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. And you're going to gobble it up. And <laughs> you're going to down, poop it out and look at it. In the <laughs> look at it in the corner and go, yes, you'll return for another round, Mr. Hassinger. Mr. Clark, both of your seeds. Sing! Delilah. I could go on about St. Jude all day. For the listeners who don't know, St. Jude is the Catholic school John and I grew up with. Listen to previous shows to hear the tales of terror that were both enthroned upon. By the way, did you get your Game of Thrones pillows? I was thinking about that earlier. All right, sore subject. Going to move on. You're not even at John shaking the head. So, yeah, Catholic school was great. There was a hopscotch outside. And there was, for some reason, there was a dodgeball circle next to the basketball court that had a metal pole. So if you get out of the zone a little bit, you could clearly bang your head and get a concussion. It was planned out beautifully. Do you remember that? Wait, what was it again? Describe it. The, the dodgeball circle in the pavement parking lot was very close to the basketball court, which nobody really ever played on. I don't remember anybody ever playing on it. The cement one. By the dumpster. Yeah. On the blacktop. Blacktop. By the far right tree. Yes. The dodgeball was very close proximity. There was so much room, but for some reason it was right up on the basketball, where if you like backed up too much, you could bang your head against that. I don't think anybody did, but you could. And I, w- I always thought it was so weird because I'm like, you have all this room, and you're just bunching all this together. Like some no, drunk janitor went out there I was like, hey, sister, are your cords are pulled together? Rest. Where's my, my, my glen living? <laughs> but that basketball court, I don't remember ever playing on it. It was just a, a blacktop, uh, you know, spray-painted court. But it, no games net. weren't played out there, obviously, but it was just weird. It was so – there was that island of three trees <laughs> in the center of the blacktop. Do you remember the On either trees. side, a, a volleyball court, and on the other side, a, uh, a, it was like a baseball field spray-painted onto the blacktop, which yeah. was pretty cool. It was but, awesome. It was weird playing baseball there because you couldn't slide. <laughs> I don't know. No, you had yeah, you had dress clothes on and you had to, you know, <laughs> gingerly move forward. And then everybody was in the parking lot of the church playing football. <clears throat> oh yeah, which was the best. That was the best. We used to play on the grass on the side of the building, and then they put two trailers there. Oh right, the trailers. <laughs> Why the trailers? That place was just so interesting. The three trees in the island were great. I remember there was this guy. Three trees. Kevin Horvath's older brother. He's a great dude, by the way, Kevin Horvath. Oh, yeah. Mike Horvath? Mike, yeah. He was leaning against a tree talking to people, and I had one of those lifesaver holes. Uh, Do you remember lifesaver holes? They were oh, like yeah. a short-lived candy. They were in a little plastic like container. Tic Tacs, but yeah, but fruit. Right. Well, I had one, and I ate the last one, and he was like, I was on one by one tree, he was on the other, and I decided, being like the unpredictable bastard child that I was, to throw it at him when he wasn't looking, and I did, and it hit him right in the face, 
And oh, he quickly no. looked around pissed off, and I immediately looked over at someone as if I was having a conversation. And in my peripheral, I see this kid fuming, like, who did it? Because he was kind of, like, picking on me a little bit. Like, I didn't like the guy. There was some kind know. of friction. Not not bad, but, you know, he was kind of like... No, a, but they, they were wise asses. Yeah. You know, so I did this, kid. and it was like my... My rookie of the year shot. Like, I hit him right in the face. And it was not even, like, a hard thing. I just kind of lobbed it in his direction. Boom. Right in the forehead. Oh. And I, I'm oh. trying to hold back the smile as he's like, Who did that? Who put piss in my apple juice? You know? And then you see this. But anyway, yeah. Those three trees, the whole layout was just bizarre to me. There was, like, a cement equipment. There was, like, piping from... There was sewage piping. as like a toy. In the back. Yeah. Out of, coming out of the ground. Do you remember that? <laughs> there was concrete piping that you would use for sewage. You know, it, was, it wasn't in use, but they above ground, it was underground tunnels that you would, like, crawl in, and it was cement toys. Yeah. Like, you could, you would never have that today. You could fall like, and, like, crack your head open on those. They wouldn't let kids jump on cement. It was like a cylinder. Oh, no way. No way. And, and, the, and not, the jungle gym. It was gym. so against code in oh, so yeah. many ways. There was blood on those things all over the place. They were like cement cylinders. Oh, I almost knocked my no teeth out in the bar. jungle gym. There were like these metal bars that you had to crawl up. And I like slipped and banged my teeth. And thankfully nothing got <laughs> knocked down. But it was so dangerous there. So but those awkward. cement things, I wonder if they're even still there because – that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, no. They're long gone. That whole place looks completely different. It's oh, really? crazy. Uh, they – that wooden jungle gym, that structure of splinters and metal yeah, that, that death you were just trap. describing. Yeah, it, it looks like a fort from Braveheart. Climb up. Yeah. It was like Terry Fitzgibbons fell off that thing and broke his arm and the bone sticking out of his Oh, my gosh. Skin. I remember that. There you go. I, I mean, I wonder if they tried to sue St. Jude while well, they wouldn't be there anymore. Right. You'd win a lawsuit against that, that though. I mean, not that you should, Yeah. I don't know if I would go forward with a lawsuit against nah. a school, but I, I, you should at least get something out of it. Like, you need to shut this down, the, the, the equipment. Remember the lunch ladies? I don't mean to dwell on St. Jude, but I just got to describe to the listeners. There was a seg... Dudes. Uh, people that there was lunch ladies you know not cafeteria workers i mean like yard recess ladies that would walk around with a big bell it was almost like it was almost like the the, the nazi guard yeah, checking to make yeah. sure no one escapes and if they do they fire the alarm Woo! yes they have, one, they have one they have one circling the yard and then they have one up in like the high watch tower on yes. another trail that yeah, was out there that, that was like they were watching. You know what it was? The, the Nazi thing's a bad analogy. It was the the, the prison guard during uh, when the prisoners go to you know out to the yard to work out for a half hour a day. Yes, when they have the the, the prison guards watching you with the rifles, yeah. they had bells and they would circle and literally circle, not like stand there and keep an eye. They would walk around like on patrol, and if you did something wrong, the bell would go off, and they'd be like, "Come here." And, and they were volunteer moms. So they weren't teachers, but they were given this like weird authority where you, you didn't like them because they were all bitches. 
but you had to listen to them. It was just a weird element. It was I've never seen anything like it. I don't even think you can do that anymore where you just let civilians come in and tell your kids what to do. I mean, that's like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Whenever you heard the bell. <laughs> For whom the bell tolls. Everyone had to freeze. Oh my I mean, gosh. it was basically just stand still. But I, I think you and I just took that to like the extreme. We would oh my gosh. freeze in like a crazy pose, like yes, ah, like you the had, earth is. Falling. You were like the bird pose. Yeah, yeah. I was like an owl. You know what's weird? You did have to freeze, and that's what they do in prison. When the alarm yeah. goes off, everyone has to stay still. You have to freeze because they don't want anyone trying to get away. They need to account for everybody. When there's a, a, a drill in a prison, I know because I've seen documentaries on uh, San Quentin. When the alarm goes off, you need to stay still so the guards can account for you. Oh, that's what it was like. That's what they. And then, and then it would ring again. <laughs> and then everyone would get in their specific yeah. grade line. Get your gulag. Facing the building, facing the dilapidated on complete uneven ground school building <laughs> like how insane is that my chair's creaking oh it's just your girth matthew no i'm skinny the the, the floor is caving in i'm gonna die yeah well, it was uneven i walked around the side of the building one time and the hill is so steep walking sideways i slipped and fell and slammed into the window that's outside the uh the library what and Mrs. oh yeah was it Zootech? Zultech? Zool. Ghostbusters. No. Gozen. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. What's her name? Which the librarian? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, the Z. It was like Mrs. Zeker or something like that. Zulech. Zinchen. Oh, damn it. Zygis. But anyway, uh, yeah, that place. Jesus. It was, it was like Mrs. Zucchini or something like that. The structure. Yeah, it was very uneven. And I remember during, um, by the way, tweet us at the underscore podcast. I remember during certain, like, uh, I don't know if it was like a reading class or a break. You would The whole class would go to some weird, like, corner of the building. It could be, like, the lobby when you walked in. And you would kind of, like, it, it, a lot of times it was just a doorway between the outside. And then you open a door. And then there was, like, a little tiny room of, like, walking in to catch, like, the mud and, you know, wipe your feet off. And then you go into the building. And sometimes you would, like, huddle in these areas and, like, do, like, a reading class. They'd be like, we're taking you out of the class today for a treat. Oh, are we going oh, outside? Yeah. No, we're going to the dusty, uh, arachnid-filled daddy long leg room. And you're going to sit on the floor and ruin those pants. Oh, okay. And it was just weird. You're always, like, I always remember sitting on a dirty floor throughout uh, grammar school. You're always on a dirty, dusty floor. Ralph was not good with the uh, dust polish, I guess. No, you ever seen his office? It was filthy. The man no, was the no. last. It was terrible. You catch a glimpse, the janitor Ralph. You'd walk by, and you think a custodian's closet would be somewhat. It was just disarray. He couldn't maybe even manage his own why. space. Maybe that's why, because all he does is clean. He doesn't want to have to come home and clean yeah, his. It's like work. Right. Yeah. It's like the doctor that comes home. Daddy, I'm sick. Not enough. Nope. Don't need <laughs> it. You t- talk to your mother. I need a beer. And I need to watch I Love Lucy and forget about these thoughts. You're throwing up? No. Well, then you're not sick. Yeah, you're not sick. But yeah, it was interesting. interesting uh, just, I just, yeah, sitting on the floors, there were weird games. I know we can move on. we got to get into Corey Feldman, but it was, uh, 
the scooters. It's the last thing I'll say about it. I remember gym class, they'd have these little board scooters, four-wheeled scooters that your butt would just fit on. And you'd like... Just your ass. They, they weren't... They, those couldn't have been safe. There was no back support and you can't see behind you. You're just waiting to run, run into kids. I and then you'd have a little paddle. Feet. Your hands would get caught under these things. Oh. The fact that there wasn't a finger laying on the floor at one point, <laughs> and you're like, that was the end of scooters that year. Mrs. Walk was fired, consequently. The fact that you didn't see, like, a kid's finger <laughs> on the ground still moving, like, like pointing, like, doing the, eh, 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 not to do this anymore, like, just one finger, you know, when you cut a chicken's head off, and it's still, yeah. th that should have happened. Oh, I can't believe someone didn't, you're, we're rolling around on our asses with just, I don't know, two-inch wheels, four two-inch wheels below us yeah. uh, on the corners of like just a, a piece of wood. And you sat down on it and you pedaled yourself around this auditorium. It was also a <laughs> slash theater. A slash theater. <laughs> slash. Remember that stage? Christmas bazaar. <laughs> slash assembly. Yeah. The stage. The stage made a blue rug. Blue carpet. Why well, was the stage covered in carpet and there was no backstage it was just like it was way far above the, the, it was like a background but you kind of just walked onto it, it was like enter the scene i guess we're doing yeah. this i play a duck but yeah those scooters you're on a, a, a i mean a roller skate was more safe i think to sit on than these scooters yeah because some had like the wheel the third wheel that didn't work so you're like i can't really move yeah yeah, yeah, you, you wouldn't roll. You would just kind of like push, stop, push, stop. <laughs> you couldn't right. really move far. You couldn't really do uh, much. And you had a little paddle, and we're batting around, what, like a ball or a puck? Yeah, I think it, I think it might have been a ball, and there was a little paddle. Like the, uh, it, was like, it looked like the broken end off of a hockey stick if you like broke a wooden, you know, like a street hockey yes. stick. Yes. Like it's one of those ball. with a handle, and you're like... I've never seen that before or since. I've never seen that in no. any movie or school or anything. I've never seen, like, floor, floor hockey, I guess they called it, but it was weird. Those toys or those games were from, like, the early 80s, I feel like, and we were yeah. using them in the early 90s. Yeah. They were just so outdated and weird. So bad. Aren't you having fun? Um, no, I have no a Super sense. Nintendo at home. That's all I'm thinking about right now, but... Remember computer class? The computers were so old. Even in high school and like middle school, you know, computers, it was like the old apples and like, we're going to learn. It's like, uh, I have a computer at home that's like so much nicer than this. Like, I'm good. Yeah. And the, the computer teachers never cared. Oh, no. They, they were never like, let's all talk. They would just start you up and sit down. It was the best gig. If I was ever a high school teacher, I'd be a computer teacher. I'd be like, I'll teach, um, say a few words about MS-DOS. And then I'm going to go sit down and look at porn, have fun, go play Oregon Trail, dicks. Our, yeah. our computer teacher was pretty cool, I think. Sister Ruth? Bridget. Sister Bridget! She oh, was good. No, she was a, I thought she was a bitch. Sister Wait. Itching, they called her, because they caught her itching her what Donald Trump would probably grab. No. <laughs> Is that true? She, Sister Itching. Is that a real fact? I don't know. No, it's real. I think so. My brother told me that. No. He, he, Ryan speaks the King's English. 
bottom seven. Dodgers four. Nationals three, one out, two. One. No, come on. They they got two runs since. Uh... Yes. What is it? Top of the eighth. Bottom seven. <laughs> it's only uh, the same inning. Bottom They've already seven. got two more runs. Yeah. Wow. Slice oh, okay, it. so four to three, Dodgers, one man on, one out. Bottom Pressure. Slash. And that is Sports with John 13, 21. Chargers, Denver have the ball and are driving, and there's 27 seconds left. Oh, my gosh. you got to get some live update of the rest of the, the drive. I will, absolutely. Now, your boy, Corey Feldman. Love him. Phenomenal. Do you? I, I like Corey Feldman. I thought you hated him. Corey Haim, I wasn't huge on. Oh, I thought I know. I thought you didn't like Corey Feldman because I always liked him. And then I heard one show you were like, "Oh, he's such an idiot. He's not welcome on our show." Oh, maybe I did. He isn't welcome on the show at all. But after I Why? saw, after I saw his interview with Larry King about how he was molested as a kid and raped. Uh, by Hollywood producers, if if that's true, which I don't know anyone that would want to make that up, uh, I feel I feel sorry for the guy. I really do. Sure. I wouldn't know what it's like to be uh, a child star, and then all of a sudden nobody wants to work with you anymore. Uh, right, I think he yeah. could probably fall into drugs and you know other stuff Easy. pretty quick. Easy. Oh, I know what I said yeah. about Corey Feldman because he was whining about something, and I remember I was like. Uh, yeah, I said he's not welcome to the show because he was whining or something. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan in the sense that you know I, I admire his work. I think Stand by Me is a good movie, but right. um, I, I have I have a newfound respect for him after hearing that interview with, uh, you know that he was he was stuff happened. So, what was he doing? Like what? What the uh, the molestation? Yeah, it was a couple of years back on the on today. Oh right. Well, this is the. Uh, are you talking about his performance? Yeah. What is he? Keep, he keeps showing up on these on today and doing these weird dances, and then people like yeah. bashed him on social media and were like, "You should die." Yeah. And he was like, "Yo, what the hell is wrong with everybody? Why would you want me to die because I'm just dancing and singing?" Yeah, that's a little bizarre. bizarre. He's doing this interpretive like dance, he, which you do in like, you know, third year at art school, where you're like, I'm doing interpretive dance. I am, you know, but yes, this is art. But I don't know why you would do that in his position. What he should do is just get, take any role in acting he can do and get that <laughs> one breakout role, like Mickey Rourke did in The Wrestler, or, um, you know, somebody that. I don't know why. Okay, I don't know why he just doesn't voice Donatello. Yeah, there like you go. He was the voice of Donatello back in the day. Like, why doesn't he just do that for the cartoon that's on in the movies that, that are out? Certainly was. I feel like so he's strange. had... Why did he stop? He's had a good career, I mean, in his younger years at least. I feel like he's at the point where he right. still thinks he's very relevant and can kind of do anything, like interpretive dance. But what he should really do, if like, I were his agent or his manager, is be like, look, you're a great actor. You need to pick selective roles. Play like a gay guy. You know, any anybody that plays a convincing gay or trans person, right to the top. Look at Jeffrey Tambor. No one the fuck's heard of him. And all of a sudden, he's, you know, winning an Emmy. 
Mickey Rourke, the wrestler, oh, yeah. just play a, a parody of yourself. Um, you know, he needs to just find that one role where they're like, Corey Feldman returns and kind of right. build it back up. But I don't think the his like weird Mr. Roboto moves on today's show. It's just so weird. And like the the white hoodie and I mean, hey, if it's art, it's art. I'm not going to say it's weird. That's like it's a relevant up. term. And I thought it was actually kind of like like funny, like like uh, Joaquin Phoenix on no, Letterman. Like you don't would, know if it's a joke funny, and then you realize it is. Or like I think it would be funny to do. Yeah. Like, I think it would be funny to get on the Today Show and get in that weird outfit and just move all around in like weird poses to the music. Like a Napoleon and Dynamite when they're doing the John, you should go on the Today Show. All right, next guest we have podcast will host uh, and radio legend John Hassager. And you're like, oh, John's going to say some insightful things about sports and what's going on in modern pop. Oh, no, he's he's wearing a ninja suit that's pink, and now he's moving his hands around fluttering. Oh, now he's a robot. All right. Now he's impersonating Corey Feldman. Oh, no. The Corey Feldman. Maybe it'll become like a dance move. Yeah. It'll be like this year's Teach Me to Dougie. Wobble. Wobble. Wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. You want to put tonight in the W column? Slash. Two times. Am I missing anything? I'm not cutting Uh, you off. I know it's getting late there. I want to be respectful to the time. No? Yeah, I'm getting a little... A little weary. A little weary. It's been a great show, man. Phenomenal show. Nobody makes shows better than this. Batting a thousand... And I do want to let you know, Broncos, 26 seconds left, fourth down, no, first down, 13 to 21. They are driving. They have like, you know, they could do a final drive here. Two minutes of glory. And in the baseball, it is now four to three, bottom seven, one out, two men on. Yay! I don't like it at all. It's very slicey. Before we go, you mentioned you had a big announcement for the wedding. Do you want to hold that? For this weekend or something? I do. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure we're giving it its own respect. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to... Yeah. That's another beast. That's another beast. It's like, I've already been in the Royal Rumble for 23 minutes, and here comes Big Boss Man. Right. Fresh, (laughs) fresh, and ready to kick my ass. (laughs) Tweet us at the underscore podcast. Follow us on iTunes, download the shows, and uh, follow John on Twitter at JDH. 272 PSU, myself, Akimia Prods, and Michael Biscardi, who is still in Germany, hopefully returning to us soon, at M. Biscardi Jr. From the leading scorer of the Milwaukee Bucks of all time, Jonathan Hassinger, I am the guy who's selling rip-off merchandise outside without getting sued, Matthew Clark, saying, Good night, everybody. I am the one who knocks. And Godspeed. I am the danger. <laughs> That's that I have the strangest.